The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hoop ballers, how are we doing today, guys? This is Today in Sports Betting for March 3rd, 2020. Always like to note that we are recording the night before, so technically March 2nd. Happy birthday, Brian Ellington, Sr. Pops. Uh, I'm joined by Neil Rosani, as always. We're going to break down this Tuesday card. Neil, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing well. We've got a nice... Fat, juicy, slated games for Tuesday, uh, 8-8 coming up. And uh, a lot is already sticking out for me, so excited to get into it. But I know you'd love to do a reading about our sponsor. Absolutely. We can't be who we are without mybookie.ag. And, uh, you know, they got everything, including that 24-7 customer service. They have great rewards programs. They got awesome opportunities as far as diversity goes. If you want to bet on XFL, you can. If you want to bet on the upcoming baseball season with some futures tickets, you can. Heck, they even have esports, which I didn't know. Maybe I, mean, maybe I need to freshen up on my esports stuff, and uh, you know, maybe put some bets in with them. Parlay the picks we give you on the show, get a bigger payout, and make sure to use the. Uh, Code that we still have going, which is today, T-O-D-A-Y, for a 50% deposit match on the initial deposit over at mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Neil, is there any games from tonight's action that you kind of want to dissect a little bit or maybe some big news before we jump into the card for March 3rd? Well, I think the one that really stood out to me is uh, Houston losing in uh, MSG to the Knicks here, 125-123. I could see, you know, Houston in New York City uh, maybe having a good time and not taking the Knicks um, all that. um, Seriously? Seriously, thank you. I was looking for the right word there. (laughs) But I did not see this upset happening. But the NBA, anything can happen, which is why there's never a guarantee. So um, take that. There were a technical uh, couple of upsets here tonight. Um, looks like the yeah the Bulls upset the Mavericks, the Knicks over the Rockets, like you mentioned. The Trailblazers over the Magic were technically that was an upset. Um, Trailblazers out of the Western Conference playoffs right now. The Magic are holding down the seven spot in the East, uh, and the Heat walloping the Bucks. That was. Um, little unforeseen there in my opinion. Uh, Heat are great at home, but the Bucks are probably the best road team. I mean, they're the best team in the NBA, but the best road team also. Uh, any other things as far as players go, or did you have anything else stick out to you for tonight? Uh, not really. Uh, I think the big thing was the Houston game. I, you know, I could almost chalk that up to – I don't do a lot of money line parlays, but if I were doing them, I probably would have just taken Houston, you know, without thinking about it. And- right. I'm glad I'm not one of those betters because I would have uh, lost tonight. Yeah. Um, I just felt like that line was a little big to begin with. Um, I thought the Knicks would have some success on the inside with uh, 
Mitchell Robinson, but man, I think he had six or seven offensive rebounds alone. Yeah, Houston, as we know, is uh, starting no one above six five, right? Is that yeah, PJ Tucker's their starting five. Yeah, <laughs> so they are susceptible to that. And tonight, I think they did not. Let's see. Three-point shooting wasn't all that bad. I mean, they shot 35%, so it wasn't like they went like two of 100 or something from three-point land, but still not enough to get it done in New York. Um, yeah, that's all I got on tonight's games. We can uh, jump ahead if you're, if you're ready to uh, the slate on uh, Tuesday the 3rd. Sure. Let's go ahead and get started with the Spurs and the Hornets. You want to take it away, Neil? Yeah, San Antonio here coming off a of back-to-back. They lost uh, – Monday night at home to Indiana um, here, I think by five points, 116, 111. They are now heading to Charlotte to play the Hornets where they are a slight favorite um, road back to back. Charlotte, obviously um, I wouldn't say in disarray, but uh, some good young prospects who have taken over the time there and perhaps not winning basketball yet, but perhaps they will in the future. So pretty much uh, San Antonio by a bucket. What are your thoughts? Uh, I want to get your thoughts first because I have some opinion on this too. Yeah, so you got two big uh, parts of each team that's going to be out tomorrow. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, his shoulder, obviously, he's still going to be recovering from that. And then Devontae Graham has an ankle injury. He's doubtful. so, you know, starting there, I think that's uh, some way you would want to look at it. I know the over typically is going to be in play for the Spurs being, you know, what they are this year, especially on the road. They're really good about being an over team on the road, uh, six and two in their last eight specifically. Um, one thing that I just am not too sure about in this game, though, is Hornet. The Hornets cannot score score the ball, so I believe the under is also still in play here. I need to look further into true shooting and effective field goal percentages. Uh, you know, look at some offensive rebound numbers and percentages, and you know, some assisted turnover ratio stuff. But I don't think either team's really been net rated or uh, individually rated all that great in their last five games or so. Um, so yeah, what what else did you have to think on this one? You know, for me, it's all about effort. I think San Antonio coming off a loss against uh, Indiana. Um, I know it's back-to-back travel, but for whatever reason, uh, San Antonio always plays hard. Um, I know Aldridge is out, like you said. They seem to, even when they're down a man or three, they seem to still play up to their level. And uh, I I see them winning this game tomorrow night and covering the two points. So I'm all in on San Antonio. All right. Yeah, one last thing I want to throw in there because I was just kind of peeking over through some recent metric ratings and stuff for their performance. Offensive ratings for the teams here, San Antonio's 27th in their last five, Charlotte's 30th, so dead last. But an encouraging note for people that maybe want to take the under here, um, Charlotte is 12th in defensive rating over their last five games, and San Antonio is 15th, so well over their – season numbers and then pace of play these folks uh San Antonio's actually 10th right now um and then Charlotte's down in the 29th spot so if you get you a good opening uh total uh anywhere probably 223 and up uh I, I would definitely maybe recommend taking the under for sure mm. okay um should we go on to game two 
Yeah, so that was going to be uh, Brooklyn on the road at Boston, correct? That is correct. And we are seeing a line as of this evening, uh, the day before the game, uh, of Boston minus seven. Brooklyn, uh, as we all know, is without Kyrie for the rest of the season. Boston, um, I'm not sure who's going to be out. They tend to go day-to-day, but they've got, they've got enough rotation. I don't think it matters too much on if one of their wings is out or if Kemba's out. Um, I am going to kind of avoid this game. It's kind of right where I think it should be. Do you have any thoughts on the line? Um, so just some notes that I'm seeing, uh, and I know this a little more closely just because Kemba Walker is on my fantasy team, <laughs> but no, fair enough. He, he's probable tomorrow. Uh, he got like a uh, vote of confidence and a probable tag. I think it was yesterday. They knew he wasn't going to play their most recent game because they were eyeballing this game. Uh, Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum are both listed as questionable with the illness right now. Mm. Uh, so I would definitely keep an eye on that. Um, man, Boston, as, as a lot of people know, Boston's been one of my favorite teams this year as far as what they're doing basketball-wise. They just have been playing really, uh, really well this year, and I think they actually pose the biggest threat against the Bucks um, in the East. But with that being said, Brooklyn's actually covering some games: uh, six and four in their last ten, uh, one and two on the road um, in that span. And uh, yeah, I mean, probably a stay away game for me for sure. Boston's covering a lot of games themselves, so that can neutralize. Uh, but uh, Brooklyn's on a four game losing streak. So I would definitely um, look at them and maybe put out a little extra effort to try to get a win and get off the snide. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn did beat Boston um, back on November 29th, 2019. So probably too long to really even consider and talk about there. Uh, so yeah, with all that long winded speech given, I have nothing really <laughs> real to say about this game. Yeah. You know, I've done some revenge angles uh, research with uh our uh, our fearless leader Dan Bespris, and after about thirty days, it tends to go away. Go away, yeah. yeah the, it's like they probably forget that they even played. They they, they probably don't. It's been so many games. It's when a yeah. team really gets, uh, and, and you really want to take an underdog at that point too. Even the favorite, the favorite doesn't really want to cover. They just want to win, obviously. So right with a with a decent spread there, you probably wouldn't want to think too much about it. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, no, no advice there. You want to, you want me to jump on on the next one? Yeah, I think, uh, we're probably on the same page here and this will probably be the, uh, best, most awesome matchup of the night in my opinion. No, Minnesota, wait, talking about Minnesota? Are you going to, Oh, we are not on the same page. I was talking about the Clippers and the Thunder. Yes, I can go there first. Yes. (laughs) We we can talk about Minnesota first out of the way. It just happens to be on my page first, but we can go to LA Clippers, Oklahoma City, a much more interesting affair. Uh, Clippers, two-and-a-half-point favorites here on the road. 225-and-a-half is what I'm seeing on my site as the line for the over-under. Oh, I – yikes. This mm-hmm. one is very interesting. Um, Paul George revenge game, if there – I don't really know if that's the case, but probably – Chris Paul revenge game. Chris Paul revenge – oh, you think he still cares about the – yeah, he probably does. I mean, um, that's yeah. – <laughs> Also, I don't think Paul George cares as much as the fans in Oklahoma City care. Right. right. Yeah. Um, it would be more if it was Indiana. Yeah. It, 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 what, do you, um, what are your thoughts? I actually don't have an opinion on this game. 
Because um, you know, the, the Clippers have scored 130-plus points in their last two, and that was against Denver and Philadelphia, so two really good defensive ball clubs. As far as uh, defensive ratings go, recently, Oklahoma City, uh, they've kind of been faltering. They're all the way down to 16th. And uh, the Clippers are at the seven mark. So I look at the Clippers probably being able to take care of business on the road here. I'm not sure if they're going to cover. But I would definitely uh, let go of some juice and just see about getting them on the money line. I mean, minus 155 is not that bad. Uh, You know, you're going all the way down to minus 115 just to, you know, do the spread. Um, So Oklahoma City underperforms at home. They're one of the best, if not the best, road cover team. Um, but on the season at home, you know, their record, uh, it's good. It's 20 and 12. But, you know, ATS at home, they're just two games above 500 versus 21 and 7 on the road. So, uh, you know, 5 and 1 in their last six games, Oklahoma City is straight up. Uh, 4 and 1 in their last five for the Clippers. So some uh, big time Western Conference opponents here. Uh, the Clippers are going to be healthy. They have so many pesky defenders. I think that they get the job done. They win. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure about the cover, but I also like the under. Um, you know, with the defense here, um, Stephen Adams protecting the rim for the Thunder. Chris Paul and Shy Gilgers Alexander are both really capable defenders from a guard standpoint. Um, yeah, so I like the under. Both teams are right around uh, 500 for the over-under marks on the season. But, uh, you know, I think the under is a good look here as well as uh, the Clippers' money line, which sounds down because they're a favorite. But. Hmm, interesting. Um, well, yeah, it's, sorry, I, I, for me, this is a toss-up game. And the over-under, yeah, I would lean towards the under just because I think it's going to be very highly competitive defensively. So, yeah. Um, um, they scored 230 last time they played, if that matters. <laughs> um. Well, let's go to the game I wanted to talk about first. Oh, yes. This, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is probably the matchup. Of yes, the Minnesota versus New Orleans. Uh, Minnesota on the road here. Um, New Orleans, 11-point favorite. Uh, 247 and a half Mm-mm. is the over-under. That's too many points. I, I am taking the under on principle. Yes. I know it's kind of eh, – I wouldn't say it's silly. It paid off the last time I did it. If I see anything sniffing 250, I'm taking the under. <laughs> um I know it could go over, obviously, since uh, Vegas knows what they're doing and making these lines. But um, to me, it just seems like things have to go very well for both teams to get there. And I'd rather take the I'd – I'd rather, uh, you know, think there might be an off-night shooting. Someone maybe gets injured. Who knows? Not I'm rooting for that. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, one bad thing, and all of a sudden this, the under comes into play pretty quickly. So – I am going to take the under on this game. I, uh, I'm right there with you. It's um, too many points. It's just baffling to see that that's where uh, some of these lines are going. Uh, it, it's really um, eye-opening at times. But, no, I, I full-on agree with you. It's, um, you know, on principle alone, like you said, it's hard to even hit the over on that. I actually um, – have been doing this thing where if I see 240, I just go ahead and hit under. And I've done it on the last two games that I've seen that I liked about it. Obviously, I still take other stuff into consideration, you know, like these ratings we talk about, pace of play, and um, offensive rebound percentage, and all that good stuff. 
But, um, you know, today, I think I, I, I went under on the, uh, the Atlanta and uh, Memphis, Memphis game. And um, that went well, well, well under. I don't think they even hit 215, which is probably an anomaly. But, you know, um, the trend right now I've seen is hit under on 240, and uh, it's easy cash. So maybe uh, another fun one, first quarter spread, New Orleans covering that. Um, home team getting off to a hot start. Um, so I think that would be a good thing to look at also. Yeah, and also, um, just going back to your point on Memphis, Atlanta, they were at uh, 208. So they were 31 points under. Uh, wow. And that's not that crazy, but you would never say go 31 points over. Like, right. that, that's never going <laughs> to Yeah. I mean, I just think the, the variance is too much for the under when it's that high of a line. And um, I don't know if a blind bet is smart, but uh, when it's 247 and a half, I don't care what the pace of play is. Unless this is the all-star game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on that one? I was just going to throw some first quarter against oh, the yeah. spread records out there for the Pelicans and the uh, Timberwolves. And the, the first quarter spread right now is four. Um, the Pelicans are 31 and 25 with four pushes on the whole season. And the Timberwolves are 22-36 with a push and four and six in their last 10. Pelicans are six and four. Um, at home, they're 18, 11, and 1. So I think I like that bet also. I do too. Uh, New Orleans coming off a loss against the Lakers. Uh, I think they'll have a lot of effort here in the first quarter. Minnesota really has nothing to play for. Um, I could easily see New Orleans getting off to a pretty hot start and then just kind of coasting the rest of the game. So And, and they stayed in New Orleans after that game against the Lakers. They didn't have to do any travel between. Yeah, exactly. They've been at home for a little bit now. Um, all right, so we go on to uh, the next one. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Golden State at Denver is what I'm showing here. A couple games here at the uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time time slot. Uh, Golden State, big dog on the road here. Denver, 15-point favorite as expected. 216.5 is the over-under. Golden State um, coming off a, uh, a rare win, I believe, the other night against um, – oh, excuse me. They lost to Washington. Why did I think they won against Washington? They were leading for most they were, of the game. They, they were leading. I'm so sorry about that. Did they win any time recently? Oh, they won at Phoenix. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, they woke the Suns, uh, you know what. Yeah, they, they went down to Phoenix and uh, showed up, 115-99. And then on uh, the next night, they lost to um, Washington on the back-to-back. Um, I don't really have an opinion on this game. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, no. Uh, Y-U-C-K. Uh, it's just really, really not encouraging to see something like this and try to bet on it. The Nuggets, you know, they recently beat the Wol- or the, well, the Raptors uh, 133 to 115. I think it ended up being 15 points is just way too much, especially for a team that plays so slow. But with that being said, this is the Warriors we're talking about, 30th in most power rankings. Denver's starting to get it figured out. And then I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys on the injury report for Golden State. Obviously, some of those are going to be like Thompson, Green, and Curry. But on top of those guys, they still have a lot of issues as far as health. Paul Millsap's questionable with his ankle injury as well as Noah Vonley. So if they don't go, Jeremy Grant's going to get a ton of exposure. So if you're playing DFS, maybe you get him a value piece on that. 
Um, just a nice little jab there. I did one podcast with Andrew, uh, our DFS guy, and now I'm just throwing DFS jabs in there. Mm. So. Yeah, I think uh, most of that may be sitting tomorrow. Uh, that, yeah. I would, I would um, plan on that. No reason to bring him back against Golden State, it seems like. Yeah, this is going to be a very low viewership game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to say. Denver could win this by 20. They could win it by eight. I just don't know where it falls. So right. I'm going to avoid it. Uh, next game I'm seeing here is Toronto at Phoenix. Um, interesting matchup here. Phoenix trying to fight for that uh, eight seed, as we mentioned, last to go and say the other night. Uh, Toronto has been cruising until they hit a roadblock, I think, just in their last game at Denver, losing by 15. Actually, do you see a line on this game? I'm sorry, I don't have a line on my site. Um, I'm seeing three and a half. It's just kind of uh, – I don't think any book actually has a line out, but this is like an opening line that I was put together by a few different uh, pieces of information. It's on Odd Shark. Okay. Um, if anyone is this uh, – so I'm assuming it's Toronto minus three and a half? Yes. Okay. Well, with that said, I would uh, – gosh, both these teams coming off bad losses. Um, yeah. Ah, so I'm probably going to stay away from this one. Do you have any thoughts on it? I don't. I am staying so far away from the Suns. It's been working for me. They haven't lost me any more money since I haven't bet one or against them. <laughs> and, you know, I tried to attack a over-under first half angle with them in that game against the Jazz. And, you know, they went over by a point. So <laughs> I, uh, I give up on trying to bet on these games that include the Suns. Well, yeah, at least you know when to throw your hands up. I Phoenix is a team I've seen um, – one of the few teams I've seen live this year, and they looked pretty solid. Um, Toronto – you know, I, I hate two teams coming off 15-point losses that are trying to win at this point in the season. So, and, and I know that Toronto has a better talent, but Phoenix – Phoenix is not a bad ball club. So yeah. they can and get- Serge Ibaka and Fred Van Fleet are uh, questionable. So yeah, yeah. OG and Anubi went off last game. Yeah, That's yeah, that was fun. On my waiver wire fantasy, maybe I'll pick them up. Yeah. Um. All right. Next game I've got. If you have no more thoughts, uh, is uh, the Seventy Sixers. Oh my God, they are depleted at the yeah. Lakers. The Lakers. Showing up as a double-digit favorite here at minus 12. Over-under is 219. Um, ah, gosh. I don't know about this one either. Anthony Davis uh, presumably will be back tomorrow. I don't know for sure. I know he's uh, – is he questionable or probable? He is questionable. Yeah. I don't think they need him. Uh, maybe he does sit again. Uh, but because of this, so many injuries, I don't know what's really going on with Philadelphia. A lot of these uh, guys that have not played many minutes are stepping up and playing big minutes and playing well, but I just don't know what to make against a Lakers team that wants to win every game. Yeah. By LeBron. So I am going to hold off on this. What are your thoughts on this game? I think I'm probably going to look at finding some value in one of the uh, totals. Okay. I think, I think – uh, what we we said two nineteen, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually really like the over. Uh, just looking at that right now, uh, eh, I say that, and then I look at the over under splits at home for the Lakers and then on the road for the Sixers. They're both twelve and nineteen. Mm. But one thing that is encouraging me is 
the Sixers are way down in the bottom five as far as defensive ratings go uh, over the last five games. So trending-wise, they are giving up more points right now. And they're going to be pretty susceptible to the bigs. You know, LeBron's going to do what he's going to do. Um, and then as far as some offensive ratings go, the Lakers are pretty low. And the Sixers are actually top ten. So, man, this is um, – this is a hard one. I, I don't like the 13 and a half at all. I'm not touching that on either side because Philadelphia is so god awful on the road. Uh, but the Lakers are not that great as far as covering big spreads at home. Uh, anything above double digits I've seen, I haven't had any confidence in with them covering. Um, yeah, probably a stay away game for me, which is hard to believe because it's you know these two teams, but. Uh, just not a whole lot of value I see. Uh, January 25th they played and uh, the Sixers were at home, which is a completely different Jekyll and Hyde situation. They won 108 to 91, and they were five point home dogs. Uh, 217 and a half was the over under, uh, so that went 199, so well under. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know how to attack this one, to be honest, and I will probably stay away from it. Now that I've talked and rambled, I don't even really like my underplay just because <laughs> what I've seen out of these numbers. Yeah, I, I don't know how this, you know, Philadelphia is known for without Embiid, without Simmons, with we'll see how um, they slow down the Lakers or not. So, yeah, a little worried about that. Uh, all right. I'm going to jump ahead to the last game of the night. Washington at Sacramento. Washington, uh, five-point dog here on the road. Over under, pretty juicy 232. Um, these are two teams I have no feel for, so I am staying away. I'm not, I'm not – I'm like the opposite of Ira. Like, he has an angle on every single <laughs> game and every single thing, and I, I'm – the complete opposite. So anyway, hopefully maybe you have a side or a, a line here that you like. Um, you know, I actually do like the wizards. Mm. They're getting five and a half. Um, you know, but with that being said, you know, again, I'm just kind of multitasking here and looking through some numbers and notes. And then I'm also talking about it. Um, Sacramento has been the fifth rated defensive team over the last five games. Um, and, uh, you know, they might actually match up really well against the Wizards here. Um, 61% of what I've seen going into books right now is on the Sacramento side. So maybe I can buy another full point and not place my bet until, you know, tomorrow when I wake up, because uh, we are recording this on Monday night. Um, just double check some injury stuff here. I want to make sure. Yeah, so it looks like Carl uh, Joseph is the only questionable guy for Sacramento. Obviously, Holmes and Bagley is still out. Um, man, yeah, this is another another hard one. Washington's twenty nine and one to the over on the road. Mm. So maybe, just maybe. Um, <laughs> That's something. You know, twenty nine and one. 29 and uh, – or wait, what did I say? 21 and 9. Oh, I think it's a 29 and 1. That would, um, with one – there's one push in there, I believe. I think that's okay. what I said. Um, Let's see. I just wanted to look at one more thing here. The uh, Sacramento Kings uh, offensively, 
net uh, their rating over the last five. They're twenty first, so um, that takes away from that over spiel I just gave. So honestly, man, I I, I don't know. Maybe um, Sacramento in the first half, first quarter. I know they've covered at a high clip in both of those departments. Mm. Um, I would want to do some more numbers digging, but um, as of right now, I can't say I actually have a true play. Um, sometimes it's not a bad thing to have a side that you like on everything. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, these are two teams. It's hard for me to gauge motivation. Um, Washington isn't playing really good offense, like you said, on the over, on the road. They seem to, their, their offense travels well. Defense, not so much anywhere. So, I mean, 232 is a lot of points, though, so I'd probably going to avoid that. If I had to go anywhere, I'd probably go the over. The uh, the Kings are eight and two in their last ten and covering the first half spread. Oh, they are. Yeah, okay. the Wizards are six and four though. So twelve yeah. and eighteen on the road versus the Kings thirteen and fifteen at home. So the Kings actually do it better on the road covering the first half spread. So yeah, no real take for me. I'm not seeing anything that I like so far. Well, Devin, we're not really giving the fans what they want. Yeah, that's all right. They can <laughs> but- listen. To- Another day, and hopefully it comes in. But, you know, just because we're done with the NBA slate doesn't mean you don't have any thoughts on the uh, Mid-American Conference. Me? Yeah. No, not me. No, that's not possible. Uh, There's always some action with Devin. Well, Akron is playing tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) They're playing Ohio. Um, So I might have a strong opinion about that. Akron actually just moved into first place for the MAC. Bowling Green lost Saturday. Akron was able to beat Buffalo and did it very handily. Went on the road to Buffalo to win that game. So that was uh, pretty nice. Uh, it started off as a uh, one point. Uh, I think they were favored a point. And then when the line closed, they ended up being a two point or a one point dog. And I thought that was really weird. So I was kind of bite my fingernails a little bit why the line adjusted like that but uh nonetheless they covered they took first place over in the mac and um yeah i mean they can essentially seal the deal tomorrow night or tonight if they go ahead and get the win against ohio they're eight and a half point favorites i think that's a little too rich for my blood mm. but i believe that they do win um and as far as any other games uh, of importance in the MAC, uh, Kent State and Bowling Green actually play. So the two and three teams in that conference. Um, you know, as far as some betting standpoints go, I actually haven't been able to dig too far into it yet. I had an exciting uh, NBA slate to look at. Mm-hmm. I would say pick out some of your home Big Ten teams. There's some good games tomorrow. Uh, Michigan State goes on the road at Penn State. Um, Rutgers playing host in Maryland. Rutgers has been the best ATS and record straight up wise in the Big Ten at home. Uh, Maryland had some success uh, against Rutgers. Came back by like 24, I think, the first time they played. Maryland was heavy favorites but didn't cover. And then I also like the uh, – let's see who else is hosting in the Big Ten. Um, Sorry. Just trying to find it here. Iowa at home against Purdue. Uh, Five and a half point favorites. I want to see if that gets bet down a little bit. But I look for Iowa to continue their upward surge 
And uh, yeah, so we got some really good games tomorrow, some really important matchups for conferences. And um, I'll definitely get on to some uh, betting breakdowns tomorrow once I get a chance or later in the day. I just need to get used to being in two different time zones. And they can, uh, I guess, find your picks at uh, your Twitter handle. Yes, which is D-A-L-E-007. And yours is Ball With Neil, correct? At Ball With Neil. You can have both there on Twitter. Um, Hoop Ball Gaming is Ball Gaming is our, uh, what do you call it? A conglomeration of all our picks. Yeah, yeah. Aggregation of all our picks. Oh, you had uh, some thoughts on college basketball. Other books, your Sweet 16 you wanted to share, right? Yeah, I um, sat in front of the computer screen today and just kind of looked at some futures um, as far as some uh, odds to um, win the national championship. So with that, I just kind of looked at some teams that I already knew that I liked and um, decided that, well, I have a pen and some sticky notes in front of me, so I might as well jot down who I think will be in the Sweet 16. And um, so off the top – um, the first team I wrote down was Michigan, and that's just because they, they're healthy. They um, have been getting it done recently. Um, they did just get beat by Ohio State, but Ohio State was the home team. They are trending, um, senior night, rivalry game, all that good stuff. Um, then I've got Houston. Um, not getting a lot of popularity right now. Really like them, the way they're playing. Kelvin Sampson, old-school coach, real defensive-minded. Um, watch out for them in the tournament. Uh, wouldn't want to match up with them. Um, Seton Hall. I really like Seton Hall. They have a prolific scorer. They have a, a big um, down low, a couple of uh, upperclassmen. Um, moving on to uh, Wisconsin. I love that team right now. Greg Gard has them playing very, very well. Uh, Auburn, you know, they're trending down. You know, they, they pretty much just handed Kentucky the SEC uh, regular season title. But uh, I look for them to have a strong showing in tournament play in the SEC conference and roll that over to some March Madness. And I think this uh, downward tick right now is actually good for them because they'll get uh, – seated a little bit lower and that will help out their cause a little bit. Um, and then I also like Providence, uh, Cooley, their coach has been there before he's made a sweet 16 run. Um, Penn state, Michigan state, Michigan state. I like them as a long shot to even win the national title. I think you can get them for uh, 30 to one right now, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then there is going to be Oregon. Uh, Dana Altman has that very high-energy defense that he rolls out every time. Peyton Pritchard, senior point guard, All-American, Naismith's watch, and two solid forwards out there. Kentucky, uh, Calipari's got these guys geared up, one of the best free-throw shooting teams in the country, and they have some really great defense that they roll out. San Diego State, you know, would be a trendy Sweet 16 if I didn't pick the last remaining unbeaten before they lost. And then BYU, because I think that Mountain West is a very solid conference. And then KU to top it all off. The Big 12 needs a representative in there. Um, so that means I'm looking at Baylor probably losing before the Sweet 16. Oh, interesting. So that's, uh, uh, that, that's the spiel right there. 
Yeah, well, you know much more about college basketball than me. Um, so I'll have to take your advice and uh, maybe perhaps play a future ticket there myself. Um, anything else you want to share before we sign off? Um, I know that we've put it out there a few times already, and I think some people on Twitter have probably seen it. But we are actually focusing on putting together a fantasy baseball uh, league right now. And uh, it's going to be pretty much Ira and uh, Mo's, you know, whole ordeal. Um, It was Mo's idea. And he uh, is a good friend and has been a ghost on the show. Uh, Good friend of Ira's. And um, real smart guy, really um, analytical. And then he loves uh, baseball. So I've never played fantasy baseball. Ira's never played so if some listeners out there want some free money, I would definitely recommend coming and joining our league. Uh, you know, just DM us, drop some ads or mentions or whatever on Twitter. Uh, feel free to reach out to Ira or I or any of the guys involved with Hoopball, and we'll uh, get some more information on that. And then just to continue the baseball curtails here, uh, opening days like you know, two and a half, three weeks away. So we're looking for some guys that are really knowledgeable, or gals, uh, that are really knowledgeable about baseball in general. Um, I've played some futures tickets, but I'm actually looking forward to getting into the in-game stuff, get some uh, series going, and um, take advantage of some pitching matchups. But I want to get someone in here that uh, loves baseball as much as Ira and the rest of us do here. Um, And... um, yeah, just really pick someone's brain. See if someone's played a lot of fantasy baseball in the past or has gambled on it a lot in the past. Yeah, fantasy baseball uh, sharps we're looking for, as you mentioned. Um, I could use that too. Fantasy baseball seems like basketball on steroids. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can I, handle that. I think I took over a team like for a quarter of a season for a friend one year. Yep. And I pretty much just apologized to him. I was like, yeah, man, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this is different. So, uh, I mean, he wasn't in a great spot when I took it over, but I think I probably kept him where he was at. I didn't definitely make a shot for the playoffs or anything. All right. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening. You want to, uh, take us out, Devin? Yeah, let's do it. Um, remember guys, mybookie.ag promo codes today t-o-d-a-y make sure you use that on your initial deposit when you sign up with them wouldn't have a show without them and we appreciate what they do for us and then when you use them i'm sure you'll appreciate what they do also so let's bet win and get paid neil do you have any last parting words for the listeners i do not except um the good luck with all your bets yeah Well, guys, let's let this music roll us out, and y'all have a great day tomorrow, today, whatever it is, and y'all win some bets, all right? This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.